Welcome back to Relevant, a podcast that aims to make Jesus Christ a real and relevant part of every day. And you guys, I am dying. We have <laughs> such a fun guest today. We have Bryce Crawford on and he, okay, so usually I hate the Instagram explore page, but today <laughs> I, I'm so grateful for it because this is the reason I found his account. And you guys, he has 440,000 TikTok followers. He has 10 million likes on TikTok. And then he also has 100,000 followers on Instagram. And it's all Jesus and faith-based, which is so cool. And I just was really drawn to like his passion and his enthusiasm and thought he would be so fun to have on a podcast. And so thank you so much, Bryce, for joining us. We're excited. I'm so excited. Seriously, I'm so excited. This is going to be so fun. It's going to be so good. Yeah. Um, so just to start out, I would love to hear like, so yeah, like Amelia said, Bryce, you are so passionate about Christ and faith and you're not very old, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I'm 19. I'm not okay, old. Sweet. I'm not okay, old. Okay, okay, okay. I thought that was a, the ballpark, but... um. So I would love to just hear like your story, how you came to find Jesus in your life and like why you're so passionate about him. I know Ellen and I were talking right before this. We we're like, oh my gosh, his, he's just, how does, how did he get to be where he is? Like, it's yeah. so cool. Your Instagram is so cool. And we'd love to hear kind of just your faith story and how, yeah, you got where you were. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. That's so cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I totally was not like this. I, mean, I grew up in Georgia. I grew up in the in the Bible Belt. So like in the South, I think you guys are in Canada. Um, but in right? Is that true? We I think the Zoom link said Canada for some reason, but we're actually <laughs> yeah. in the United States. So we're in yeah, Utah. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Yeah, this yeah. makes it way easier. Um, yeah, so I mean, I grew up in the South and there's a disease in the South where people think they're saved just because they go to church. And so mm-hmm. I grew up in church for a long time in my life and had a lot of uh, head knowledge, but had no heart knowledge. And so the 18 inches between my head and my heart never connected. And um, and so I grew up like that. About middle school, we stopped going to church as much. Um, and I think middle school is, is pretty pivotal to your, your character development. And so I started getting into things, have a hole in my heart um, and, and trying to substitute that hole in my heart with things. Um, I was very drawn to substituting that with either girls or maybe people pleasing um, to get people to like me, but I would never really was myself because I was always someone different for everyone else. Um, and I just didn't know who I was. I, I had no, no substance of identity. I had no idea who I was. I had no definition of love. I thought love was conditional. I thought it was based on, you know, maybe this girl can fill that hole in my heart or maybe, you know, this person can make me feel good. And so growing up looked like that and uh, had some family issues that were just toppling on top of everything. It totally wasn't cool. And then I was um, 17 years old and I went to Waffle House and I was at Waffle House on Christmas Day, uh, December 25th, 2020. I'll never forget. It was at nighttime. It was the only thing open. And I grabbed this random old guy and I was like, bro, just eat with me so I can eat faster. It was so packed. He wasn't really that old. He's probably like thirties. And, uh, <laughs> and he's just eating with me. And, uh, and he starts like, like dumping all of his emotions on me. Like, Oh, me and my wife are about to get a divorce. 
Like, I'm not going to see my kids again. Like, and I'm like sitting here, I'm a 17 year old kid hearing this guy's like issues. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, I love my wife. She doesn't feel the same about me. Um, and he's like, I'm doing everything and she doesn't love me. And he goes, there's no growth in a relationship if the love isn't mutual. And when he said that, I had, the, I felt the spirit of God strike my heart. And I'm encountering Jesus in Waffle House as I'm slamming a chocolate chip waffle um, and just realizing how much he loves me. Um, and, it, and it really just stemmed from me going, oh, my gosh, my relationship with God is like this man's failing marriage. I mean, I was expecting God to do everything and me do nothing, just how his wife was expecting him to do everything and her do nothing. Um, and she was blaming him for it. And I was blaming God. Like, why aren't you speaking to me? Why aren't you doing this? But I couldn't become best friends with you guys or with God if I'm not doing having meals with you, if I'm not spending time with you, if we're not hanging out. And so it really just kind of like changed my perspective and it became a relationship. And so I just went into my car and gave my life to the Lord, confessed that he was Lord and was just like, man, this is a forever thing. And, and I guess, I, I guess I don't really think I have passion. Um, thanks for saying that. I just think it's like, I don't know. I feel like if you're in love, you will tell everyone about who you're in love with. And I'm madly in love with Jesus. And so to some people it comes across as passion, but really I'm just in love. And so everything that I do and everything forward, um, just stems from an overflow of me understanding how much Jesus loves me. And so I just want people to know how much he loves them. And so if I'm able to love people because I know the way he sees me, he, he sees them the same way he sees me. So it's easy for me to love people. And so I'm just madly in love. That's really about it. My love <laughs> story has been going for about three years now. So coming up oh on three years. We love, I feel like I'm never going to be able to listen to the song, the Jonas Brothers Waffle House song, like the same way. Like, I feel like now I'm just going to think of Jesus whenever I hear it. So I'm not mad about that. No, but all seriousness, that's so cool. Um, anything you want to add on that? Like, I... Yeah. Just processing it. It's so good. I know. I love what you said. Like, when you really love someone, you're going to talk about him. And um, a question I actually had was, like, I feel like for me, a lot of times, it's hard to bring up Christ in like everyday conversations. And I think that's probably true for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, like what sort of barriers have you had to come all be, like get over to do that? And like, what advice would you have for people wow. who want to talk about him more like you do? Yeah. Such a good question. Um, man, I really think love, love is the barrier breaker. I mean, it breaks all language barriers. It keeps no record of wrong. First Corinthians 13 says it says it's patient, kind. It keeps no record of wrong. And so, I mean, love, in my opinion, is the greatest form of evangelism, especially long term. Like if you're going to be seeing someone quite frequently and you don't want to shove anything down their throat, I mean, if someone doesn't know Jesus, they're not going to like being preached at. And so maybe if we just love people, and not pass judgment on that. I mean, you can love people without permissing their sin. You know, like I can love someone without like a lot, like, like coming in agreement with their sin, you know? And so I can love people even if they don't know Jesus and then, then be like, man, why do you still love me the way that you do? You know, I've had people that have treated me so awfully and I get a call every other week from people that I have loved on two years ago. That are like, man, I've just, why do you still love me? And it's just, it goes such a long way, but it's easy to love people 
when you know how he loves you. And, and, you know, it's supernatural love. If Jesus lives inside of you, it's supernatural love that you're showing people because he lives inside of you. And so, of course, it's going to make people ask, why do you love them? Um, and so I guess it's like long term. I mean, short term, I have to look at it like a short term evangelism. I'm still going to love them. It's all out of love. Even like we have to get over this idea of like being afraid of what and it's like a fear of man thing. People get so afraid of what man thinks. But I would rather offend someone temporarily and I'm not trying to offend anyone, but I would rather offend someone temporarily for, for the sake of protecting them from evil than just like let it slide and let them continue to walk in it. I mean, if my parents allowed me to do everything when I was young, they wouldn't be good parents. They wouldn't be loving parents because I don't know good. And so a good parent would protect me from evil, would step in the way of evil even when I'm wrong. And so if I'm going to be okay with being offended for a moment, just to let people know the truth. I mean, we have something better than the cure to cancer. We have something better than the cure to world hunger, you know? And so it's like people need to know. And so now, I mean, I'm just here to love on people. And if, it, if, if I seriously, if I get in a conversation that's longer than 20 seconds, they're going to hear about Jesus. I mean, that's just, that's just <laughs> how it is. Seriously, yeah. it needs to be like that. I mean, Paul literally wouldn't leave people's sight until they heard the gospel. I mean, he even gathered all the Pharisees in a room preaches the gospel to them and half of them are like, Oh, okay. I guess this kind of makes sense. And the other half are like, this is a bunch of baloney. And he goes, okay. And he walks out because in his mind, <laughs> he heard the gospel. They, he preached the gospel. They heard it. They have zero excuse now. And mm. it's not like, you know, getting something off the plate or checking something off the to-do list, but people need to know there's, eye, there's eyes and ears out in the world and people don't know. And so it's just, you know, it's a matter of like, if we have the good news, you know, I want to be the paper boy delivering mm-hmm. it. Big fan of that. Especially just that, that emphasis on love. I feel like you can't hear that enough with missionary work. Like it's something I've heard a million times. And every time I hear it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to stop having ulterior motives and just like really be loving hard on people. And I think that's why episodes of The Chosen hit so hard is because you're seeing Jesus love people and you realize how authentic and genuine his love is i also have a question for you too much like ella did um it (laughs) starts with a little bit of a preface our listeners know i have like my stories are just kind of all over the place but they always come back to jesus um my i have this 14 year old brother and he um well actually we'll go a little bit back when I was born, I feel like I was born in a family that ended up watching Lord of the Rings every Christmas, just for the heck of it, right? And so we've, I've seen it a million times, and so we've kind of fallen in love with, um, have you seen Lord of the Rings? Oh my gosh. Have okay, I seen good. Lord of the Rings? I love it. Okay, fantastic. I was about to end the Zoom meeting, if not. So we, we were watching, and... Um, for those of you who haven't seen it, one of the main characters is called Sam. And so about, I think it was a few months ago, um, the actor for Sam was coming to like some convention and um, my, someone, someone in our family got tickets and my 14 year old brother ended up going. None of, none of the rest of us can make it. So he goes to this convention and then he ends up getting to meet this actor for Sam. And so he like lines Hi. up and like, Man, my mom sent the picture into the family group chat, and I was, like, over here in my college class, like, stop, like, why was I not there? Like, I was, and so, um, the other day I called him, and I was like, Lars, like, let me know, like, what, what was Sam really like? Like, tell me what he was like, like, I wanna, I don't know, like, tell me about this actor. And, um, he told me what 
at least the 30 seconds of interaction was was like with this person that we've kind of watched on the screen for a million years. Um, so bringing it back to Jesus, I feel like a lot of people are aware of Christ and know that he's out there, know that he's real, have seen a lot of him, but haven't had like a personal interaction with him. You know, just like I have known my whole life about Samwise Gamgee from Lord of the Rings and I've never actually met him you know yeah um and I so I don't have that kind of personal connection with him and so I would just say I don't know I'd love to help out our listeners who have never had a real kind of experience with Christ and don't know and maybe one of their spiritual gifts is a believing heart and they won't really have like a crazy real tangible something I don't know. It might take a little bit longer. So for someone who's kind of looked over the fence and seen what's on the other side and you have this real and relevant relationship with Christ, what have you learned about him and his personality? Like what would you tell a friend if you had just met him? Like what, how would you describe him? I want to, I want to know what, what his personality is like. What would you say about him? Gosh, I mean, I don't even know. I I think, I think, uh, (laughs) I mean, I think when I, when I see myself as a Christian, we sound crazy. I mean, we are madly in love and infatuated and believe in a being that we've never met before. And so I think that's so wild and it's so cool. How can I be madly in love with someone I've never met before? Um, and it's just like the faith aspect, you know, I mean, I, we, we had, we run a Bible study on Wednesday nights out here in Los Angeles. And last night I was talking in Ephesians five about how Paul is writing about what our lives would look like if we knew Jesus. And he says, Hey, if you, if the gospel's rooted in your heart, your life should start looking like this and not this. And it's like listing major sins. It's like sexual immorality, uh, drunkenness and debauchery. Um, filthiness and crude language and it's like la- listing these major things and and sin is meant to dull our senses to the spirit um, yeah. but but Jesus is stepping in the way of evil protecting us from evil and showing us what love looks like and showing us what it looks like and so whenever we're doing those things we're just trying to fill a hole in our heart but it's crazy to think that by denying myself, that Jesus says, deny myself, pick up my cross and follow him. It's crazy to think that denying myself will actually give me access to everything I've been searching for. Mm-hmm. But we try to use other things to do that. It's like we're looking for something. Those things never do it, but we keep doing it because that's all we know. But the second we humble ourselves and deny ourselves, it's like we, we get everything that we've been searching for. Um, and so... I guess coming to know, it's just, a, it's just, it, it comes to the cost. I mean, it costs me so much. It's such, it costs me my life. My life is his, you know, but I love living for him and I wouldn't trade it for the world. And I think people have this misconception that they're going to miss out. Um, but you're not really missing out. You think you are, but that's the big lie. Um, because the American dream is success, money, um, sex, drugs, alcohol, like, get as rich as you can. Like that's the American dream. Um, but I actually talked to someone who knows, um, an extremely wealthy billionaire in Japan who said that he's, um, he's failed, he's failed his son because his son is trying to do all these things and fill his hole in his heart with these physical things because they have money, but his son's not happy. 
It says, I failed, I failed my son to believe that the physical things can satisfy his heart. And the guy wasn't even a believer, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh my gosh, even, even the wealthiest of people know that it doesn't work. And so when I describe Jesus, it's just like, it's just, it's, it's exactly what I said. I, I'm madly in love and infatuated with a man I've never seen before. But, and this isn't just with my life. This is with any Christian life. If you look at the fruit of a Christian who lives for Jesus, it's good fruit. Mm-hmm. It's good fruit. And everyone bears fruit, but it's either good or bad. And people that are lukewarm, their fruit is sour. And so, like, whatever we're doing, it just, it's like, look at that. I mean, people believe in Jesus from historical and experiential experiences. Historical is like, look at the documents, look at the proof. Experiential is like, I believe in Jesus because of what he's done in my life. I mean, the testimony, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so I remind myself. And so I don't know. I mean, I just, he's just so much love. Eyes like fire, hair like wool. I think we leave out the wrath part. He's also a God of wrath, but I mean, mm-hmm. he still loves us. Um, it's crazy that I can be both a slave to Christ, but a friend of his, that's so weird, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so cool. Um, I don't know if that answered your question, um, but it's just, it, it, he's everything and more. He's everything that we're looking for, but his definition of everything we're looking for is completely different than what we think our definition is. Um, because we've just been blinded by sin. And so it exceeds our expectations because we don't know the definition. Mm-hmm. Such I don't an know if that makes answer. sense. No, that totally made sense. Yeah. 100%. In fact, I love, I'm going to turn the blinds around. We're getting blinded by the sun right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but is that any better? Is that worse? Now it's just dark. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> But um, I love what you mentioned about good fruit, too, and how believers have good fruit. And I think that's what drew me to your page and what made me want to reach out is you can you can feel it when people have that light. And I guess this is kind of a less deep question, but I just love your content on your page. How do you choose, like, what you think people need to hear? How do you decide what scriptures to choose? Like, how do you how do you pick? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I just ask the Lord, you know, I don't post consistently about Jesus. I mean, you know, I put the same videos on Instagram that I already have on TikTok. So, I mean, but I just ask the Lord, like what he has in store for people today, or if if something's burdened on my heart, I'll share it. And um, I guess, I mean, a lot of the stuff I share, I learned in the secret place. It just, I learned it like six months ago. And it's just now coming out, which I think is so fun. Um, you know, I love, I love, I love like having this little secret game with God in the secret place and then him giving me permission to talk about stuff that I've learned in the secret place. And I don't always share every detail, but, um, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm a 19 year old Christian in a world that targets a world that's full of evil that targets Gen Z. And so it's like, if, if my life can be an encouragement to, to people, it, it really, it really gets me fired up and makes me want to continue to walk in purity and makes me want to continue to walk in and, um, and, and righteousness, uh, just to be an encouragement. But yeah, I just kind of asked the Lord, Hey Lord, what you got in store for these guys today? Um, and, and it happens and you know, uh, I just love, I just love putting it out there. I don't, I only have 30 minutes screen time on all my social media apps combined. Um, so like I, I don't really read comments and DMs that much. 
unless I like have like a little bit extra time. So I really don't know what people think about me. I'm glad I don't know what people think about me. <laughs> there's probably a lot of negative out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I just kind of like, I'll get something posted and then, you know, by that time, you know, my, my time's done. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that screen time number. I know That's, what my goal is. Yeah. Follow up with me on that, Ella. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'm going to try and beat you, Bryce. Okay. No, do awesome. it. Do it. Seriously. Deal. Deal. Let you know. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, social media is hard. So I think it's so good to have people like you that are on there that just feel really authentic. And, like, you can feel the spirit when you're when you see their posts and stuff. So... That's super awesome. (laughs) We're grateful. We are. (laughs) Thank you, guys. That's so encouraging. Thank you for saying that. For sure. So something that I've been thinking about lately is, like, sometimes, I don't know, sometimes I'm, like, fired up and I feel the spirit so strongly and I feel like I'm close with the Savior. And then, I don't know, I think sometimes with this podcast, we release episodes every week. So it's like, you know, I'm always trying to, like, think of things that will apply and learn things from God. But sometimes I'm like, I feel like a poser. Like, I'm like, (laughs) we're, like, talking about this stuff, and I'm like, I don't feel like I'm maybe as close as I should be to the Spirit. Or, um, anyway, I just want to know, like, what advice you would have for, I think there's all, times in everyone's life where they maybe feel further away from Christ than they want yeah. to. Um, so yeah, like what do you do in that situation or how would you navigate that? Sure. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times I don't feel him. Praise God. It's not a feeling. I, mean, yeah. I, I love when I, I love when I feel him, but I mean, I'm so glad that my faith is based on whether I feel him today or not. I mean, yeah. I, it's just, I think it boils down to, do I believe what Jesus says? Um, do I believe what the Bible says? If the Bible says, if I draw near to him, he'll draw near to me. Then of course I can meet with the Lord at any day and any time period. And as much as I want, if I draw near to him, he'll draw near to me. And so then when I feel far away from the Lord, I have to ask myself, am I isolating myself from him? Am I telling other people, am I bringing my problems to other people before I bring them to him? Am I spend, am I not spending time with him? What does my morning look like? Um, I, I don't, and I, I don't say this to like, be like, look at me or like whatever. I'm saying this because it's changed my life. Yeah. I had one of, one of my spiritual dads I met in last September and he encouraged me to start my morning off with Jesus. And so I spend a minimum my first hour of my day with Jesus, because if I start out my day with knowing what he says about me, I don't get offended by what people think. I know what the father thinks of me. And I spent time with the father. I mean, I want to invite him into everything I do. You know, sometimes I start out my day, I wake up, I go use the bathroom, get some breakfast, brush my teeth, take a shower. And in an hour and a half, my day went by and I didn't even ask Jesus how he slept. Mm-hmm. As silly as that sounds. But it's like, if I don't feel Jesus, if I feel like I'm distant from him, then I got to do something about it. I got to take action on it. You know, it's always, he wants to be with us, but we convince ourselves that we're too busy. And I had this revelation like a month ago, like, like people say that we're too busy for things because we're just making an excuse not to do it. And I used to say, Oh yeah, I'll read my Bible later. And then I hit the snooze button or I'll read it tonight. And then I would go do things, do things, do things, come home and I'm too tired. I'll read it tomorrow. Wake Mm up. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I'll read it later. This is what I used to do. And it's because 
we we're under the America is under this complacent lullaby where we think it's okay to put it off. Um, and that's how the enemy uses stuff to put a veil over our eyes. And so if I'm not clinging to the father, you know, I envision myself like running up. My dad just dropped me off at daycare and I'm like clinging to his leg, begging him not to leave because at the end of the day, I could do life with him all day, every day. I mean, I want my time with Jesus to sound like there's two people in the room. I want it to sound like that, you know? And so I, I, you know, it, it just all goes back to secret place. If I'm sitting in the secret place and knowing what he says about me, then I start waking up like a man and like a son and not waking up like a little boy who doesn't know his identity and is frantic and freaking out and has a messy room. Yeah. That's so cool. Dude, you talk like you spend one hour in the morning with God. Like, yeah. <laughs> there, it just, it makes me want to do it. I think that was all of my questions. Do you have anything else? You yeah, want? let me, let me just let me check one more time. We also want to make sure, like, uh, you are, you're a missionary in every sense of the word. You just got back from the DR. So anything that's on your mind, too, like, feel free to, feel free to shout it out there, too, if there's anything you want to point out but. Okay. oh gosh i'm just glad to be here i'm so <laughs> glad to talk with you guys so i'm just having a blast <laughs> oh god um i think well okay one thing i did want to say i loved what you said about um like making god uh the first part of your day and amelia taught me something in an episode we did a while ago you said something like um we talk about Christ being our foundation. There's a lot of um, scriptures about that, and what if you think about building the found building a house? The foundation is the first thing that goes down, right? So, yeah. um, you said that for Christ to be our foundation, He needs to be the first thing. Like He should be the first thing we are doing when we wake up like honestly (laughs) the first thing that goes down your knees on the floor yeah so anyway what you were saying just reminded me of that and i need to be better at that so me too i feel like a poser too (laughs) i need to be better too i need to be better too like this isn't like we all you know yeah we We can you know this isn't yeah yeah it's a journey it really is (laughs) come on amen so true um before we end, I would love to ask, our podcast is called Relevant um, because we're wanting to make Christ more relevant to everyone around us. Um, and so I feel like you've kind of answered this this entire time, but how do you make Christ relevant in your life? Yeah, just, I mean, oh man, just love, 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 love. I mean, you know, I mean, Christ didn't die just so that I could be a, more of a loving person. You know, but a characteristic of Jesus is love. Mm -hmm. And that's what he does. He moves in our hearts and he makes us love people and see people rightly. Um, Christ died on the cross and resurrected so that I could, could be unified with him so that I could return to relationship with him because sin separates me from it. But a characteristic of him is love. And so keeping Christ relevant just looks like loving people. I mean, we live in such a dark world where we put each other down. Cancel culture is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. I mean, we just see so many things. I mean, you can get canceled for a simple mistake and people don't tell the full truth. They throw a 15 second video clip of something on the internet that has two minutes of context to it. And so it, when, whenever I look at something like that, it blows my mind and we need more love. I mean, the most, the craziest thing that I ever hear in my life 
when I interact with people is I've, it's, I've never felt more loved. Like, why do you love? And it breaks my heart. It, it genuinely breaks my heart. It doesn't, this may sound weird. It doesn't encourage me. It just breaks my heart because I'm like, this should be a normal thing. Um, and so if we can learn to love people, like my biggest prayer is first Corinthians 13. I said it earlier. Love keeps no record of wrong. And so I'm asking God every day to give me glasses to see people with no record of wrong. Because sometimes we look at people and the first thing we think of is what they've done. We may not judge them for it, but that might be the thing that we're reminded of them by. But I don't want to be reminded of what they've done wrong. I want to look at them and be able to love them despite what they've done wrong. And sometimes the things that they've done hinder the way we love people. And so if I'm able to just love people and serve people because Christ did that to me first, and I want to do that out of an overflow of what he's done in my life, then I feel like that's how we keep him relevant. It's because he is a loving God. People think that God hates them. God does not hate them. He loves them. They just are, are blinded by the tragedies of life, the conflicts of life. They blame God for things that he didn't cause. And it's like, man, how can we just love people and put people first and have people ask the question, why do you treat me the way you do? And our response should be because Jesus treated me this way first. And mm-hmm. so I think it's just such a game changer if we just love people. So good. That's literally perfect. I know. <laughs> this is all giving me so much to think about, so much to feel, so much to reflect on later. And um, we just want to thank you for coming on the podcast. We've said it a million times. We'll keep saying thank you. Um, no, no. And- the honor's mine. Seriously, I'm so honored to be on here. It's so fun. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, to everyone listening, if you love Bryce as much as we do, we're going to link his all his social media in there, even though you're going to try to beat Bryce's screen time goal like I am Um, (laughs) but for when you are on there you can hit up his page yeah spend all your time on his account some good stuff (laughs) yeah and have a great rest of your week anything else you want to say Bryce I (laughs) I don't want to cut you off no 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 I mean just keep loving people love like Jesus did amen amen alrighty thanks everyone bye (laughs)